This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. The new Hollywood Diversity Report is just out. It's part two of a two-part series on how race and gender are represented on our screens. Earlier this year, part one focused on film was released. Now the second report in the series focuses on television. Among the bright spots in the report is how increasingly diverse writers' rooms are resulting in showers, shows with higher ratings, suggesting an ongoing hunger for multicultural casts and storylines. However, the report also demonstrates just how underrepresented Latinos and Native Americans remain in the television landscape. My guest is Dr. Darnell Hunt, who is the Dean of the Division of Social Sciences at UCLA, Professor of Sociology and African American Studies as well. And he's the author with Dr. Ana Cristina Ramon of the 2021 Hollywood Diversity Report, subtitled Pandemic in Progress. I had spoken with Dr. Hunt in April about the film-centered report. He now joins me to discuss the newly released part two focusing on television. Welcome back, Darnell. Great to be here, Sonali. So let's talk about the bright spots first. I just briefly mentioned that we are seeing more diverse writers' rooms resulting in shows with greater ratings. Um, dig into that a little bit for me. Yeah, so um, we're really in the midst of a renaissance in TV right now. Um, this has been brewing for a couple of years, but it really peaked, I think, in 2019-20. Um, I guess it remains to be seen whether 2020, uh, 2021 is going to continue the trend, but I, I see no reason to believe that it won't. Uh, we're actually at a point now where in broadcast, for example, uh, people of color collectively um, were overrepresented among the top eight roles, if you can believe that. First time in history. That's never happened before. Now, and when you say seen, when you say overrepresented, you mean in comparison to their proportional proportionality in, in, in the, the population. population. So, so according to the 2020 census, about 42.7 percent of the U.S. population is non-white people of color. Um, the majority of Americans under 18 are now people of color, 53 percent. So, what we saw um, in 2019-20 in broadcast was at 43.4 percent of the top roles. And, and we look at the top eight credited roles in our analysis. We've done this the same way since 2014. 43.4% um, of those were people of color, which is higher than their 42.7% population share. And that's never happened before in history. So that's notable, it's worth mentioning. Now, what we haven't seen um, to the same degree is diversification behind the camera among the people making decisions, the people who are deciding um, ultimately which storylines are going to prevail. Um, and, um, you know, it affects everything else, you know, from casting to crews and, and so forth and so on. So there's a lot of work to be done there. But I think the big takeaway from this report is that diverse audiences, and again, 42.7% um, of the population is people of color. People of color watch more TV uh, per capita than whites. Um, so in many ways, uh, people of color are now driving television, you know, as audiences. Audiences are demanding diverse content and the industry uh, has found itself in a position that it has to give the audience what it, what it wants, even though they're not doing business behind the scenes in ways that align with that. And we can talk more about that a little bit later. How, how does the television report compare with film? Is television doing better on representation than film? Yeah, one of the things we've seen since 2014 when we released our first report is that TV is always ahead of film. 
Um, and it has a lot to do with the way the industries are, are structured. But, but um, you know, even though we saw this huge uptick in film on screen diversity in our report that you referenced back in April, and again, that was largely driven by the pandemic and the fact that uh, most of the films um, during that year were released via streaming platforms. People were kind of cloistered in their homes, you know, binge watching TV and so forth and so on. Um, it, you know, led to this diversification of, um, of sort of um, what people are, are seeing, what people chose to watch. When we looked at the top 200 films, they were more diverse than, than ever before because of that. Um, so I don't think that's accidental. I think um, it, it has to do with the nature of TV and how people watch TV. TV has always been a little bit ahead of, of film. Um, and one of the reasons that TV is really taking off now is because of streaming platforms. <clears throat> Unlike traditional broadcasting and cable networks, um, streamers, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, ratings aren't as important to them. What's more important to them is subscribers. That's how they make their money. It's not about advertising. So what that means is if they're trying to subscribe um, to, to sell to subscribers around the globe, they need a diverse portfolio of titles that subscribers would want to watch. So they'll pay to subscribe. And sure enough, that allows them to take risks on you know, first time show creators, um, women of color who've created shows. And we've seen um, the, in the huge hit uh, Squid Game out of South yeah, Korea this year, which I imagine would be reflected in your report next year. Well, actually, no, because that's a foreign produced um, show. So we, for our study, you know, sort of focus on American and Canadian made um, uh, productions, you know, North American made productions, because we're really interested in American diversity. But Squid Games is, is again, it's a great example, though, of what audiences will gravitate toward if you produce it, you know, something new and interesting, uh, a different cultural take that Again, traditionally, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen on television on American television. Um, so, um, so streamers have sort of um, created this this uh, revolution, really, in TV. Um, binge viewing is this whole new term that that we refer to now, the way we watch television. And because ratings aren't the major driver for streamers, it's really about content, about the portfolio that you have to offer to potential subscribers. Um, it's diversified the landscape. And it's given audiences a taste of what's possible. And what that's done is it's kind of trickled down to broadcast and cable now to remain competitive with the streamers. They've had to diversify their offerings as well. So we've had this amazing uh, transition in TV just in the last three or four years. And, it, and it, again, it really hit a high point in 2019-20 um, as, as captured in our report. Let's talk about Latino representation and how or where it falls short. Um, you know, here in Southern California, where you and I are based, Latinos are a very significant portion of our population. Um, they are enmeshed in the fabric and the cultural fabric of, of, of our you know, place that we live. And yet we just don't see enough Latinos on television. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, Traditionally, um, since we've been doing this report, Latinx people have either been the most underrepresented group relative to the population share or close to it, you know, neck and neck with Native Americans who are also, you know, virtually invisible. Um, you know, 18.5% of the population, at least 18.5% of the population is um, Latinx. And, you know, the, their shares of, um, you know, lead actors, um, overall top, acting roles, 
writers, producers, directors don't come anywhere close to their population share. By contrast, African-Americans are overrepresented in a few places among overall acting roles, but not leads, not directors, writers, that type of thing. So to the extent that people of color collectively have made progress in recent years, it's been primarily driven by African-Americans and multiracial Americans. Latinx Americans have, have just not been given those opportunities, nor have um, Native Americans and, and Asian Americans are kind of you know stagnant. They haven't really moved much in recent years. What I think can, it's really what can these communities of, learn from, from Black filmmaking communities? Well, well, it's not about anything that Black people are doing huh. in particular. It, it, it has to do with who controls the industry. It's white men for the most part. And I think, you know, when they've gotten pressure to diversify, if you think about um, the Floyd killing and the, the industry's pledges to do better, you know, the industry thinks of diversity as Black. You know, I'm an African-American and I, and I want to see more of that, but um, obviously um, there needs to be more diversity across the board and there needs to be more diverse voices, Asian-American voices, Latinx voices, African-American voices in the executive suites where the decisions are made about what gets greenlighted, who gets to direct a major film, who gets to um, run a show. Um, you know, all of those decisions are what shape the Hollywood ecosystem. And right now, white men are still making those decisions even as we're seeing more diversity because the industry realizes that the handwriting is on the wall, that if we're going to remain viable, we're going to have to give diverse audiences what they want. There are some um, new animated sh uh, TV shows uh, featuring Latinos, Jorge Gutierrez's um, uh, animated show, uh, Maya, in the, Maya, and, Maya and the Three is mm -hmm. set to be out. And then we're also seeing some increased representation of Native Americans in right. the FX um, series, Reservation Dogs, that's this year. Amazing so show. I, I Amazing. imagine that those, just yeah. those two by themselves will do something to see an uptick <laughs> in diversity in these two communities. There are 461 scripted shows in our, um, you know, in our, in our database. So just do the math. If you have one wow. or two Native American shows, that's not gonna create, you know, a, a significant percentage. So that's the problem. You know, we need to have reasonable shares of the overall pie of shows. And that's the other thing. I mean, TV has exploded in terms of what's available to viewers since we started doing this. Um, in 2014, I think we looked at 281 shows um, overall, scripted TV shows across all platforms. We had 461, you know, almost a 70% increase. And um, almost half of the TV shows that are produced today now are produced via streaming platforms. So that's just revolutionary. I mean, it's, it's not even, this is not your father's TV. It's, it's a completely different landscape. And, um, you know, one or two shows here for Native Americans and Latinx people aren't gonna do it. I mean, we really gotta step up the production and that's gonna require decision makers who understand those communities, who understand the stories that are gonna resonate. And right now we just don't have that. I know in the past you have emphasized that the writer's rooms, the production companies need to understand that diversity actually um, fuels the money um, since yeah. since that's all they pay attention to. Um, <laughs> and since we know that it's money, that, that, that there's a lot of money in diverse and multicultural 
television shows and film it's like it's a good motivator although of course yeah. even if weren't the case we would want to see better representation but uh, has that had an effect uh, the you know you and others have been beating this drum uh, you you'll make more money if you actually feature non-white actors and, and actresses and and have writers of color etc I, mean, I, I think so i mean um you know, McKinsey and Company did a, a study, I believe it came out last year, where they said the industry was leaving $10 billion on the table every year by wow. underutilizing Black talent. Again, the focus is on Black talent. They didn't do a study of Latinx talent. Mm -hmm. It would be very interesting to see what those numbers would be. But the point is, yes, diversity does sell. And to the extent that you are not catering to diverse audiences, you're underperforming. I mean, all the research across multiple industries show that diversity is important if you're gonna be a high performer. Uh, Hollywood, however, has been really slow um, to make this realization and to transform the way it does business, particularly behind the scenes in the executive suites, as I said earlier. And so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, we, we set out to do this study back in 2014 to change the discourse, to change the way people were talking about diversity. I'm a sociologist. I'm actually more interested in the social effects of different types of media portrayals and how that affects our politics and so forth and so on. That, that's my real passion. But no one in the industry really cares about that. What they really care about, as you said earlier, is the bottom line. So we designed a study to look at the relationship between the bottom line and on-screen diversity. And what we found year in, year out is that diversity does sell. And to the extent that the industry gets more diverse, it gets more profitable. What about women and women's representation in front of the camera, behind the camera? Um, you know, this is an industry that has been roiled by the Me Too movement. Women are seeing, yeah. you know, a little bit more, maybe marginally more power than they used to have in terms of having access to positions without having to be beholden to the whims of powerful men. You know, I say a little bit more because we don't really know um, whether there's been a massive revolution or sea change. But how are women doing? Yeah, so women um, made some progress between um, uh, this report and the last report. Uh, we look at, we summarize 12 major employment arenas um, at the front of the report. We look at leads across all platform types, broadcast, cable, digital. We look at writers. We look at directors across all platforms. And we look at show creators. And um, in, in six of the 12 um, employment arenas, women actually made progress. Um, they're close to proportionate representation among digital scripted leads um, and then cable scripted leads, um, but they have a ways to go behind the scenes. They're still underrepresented by factors of about two to one um, among directors, writers, etc. Um, but, you know, compared to where they were in 2014, um, they've made, you know, moderate progress. Um, but again, they'd have to double their share of some of those um, positions like writers and directors to reach proportionate representation. So um, they're actually behind the scenes, comparable to people of color behind the scenes now. Um, and in front of the camera, actually, um, with a few exceptions, um, they're comparable too. So so goes people of color. Um, I think women are in a similar position. Uh, women of color in recent years drove a lot of the increases that we saw in uh, women directors in television. It was actually women of color who, who saw the most wow. increase. So, yeah, I mean, again, they're still underrepresented, but, you know, we're talking about going from, you know, you know, very little representation to being underrepresented by a factor of two to one. So, um, yes, there's progress, but there's still a lot of work to be done behind the scenes. And women, um, you know, 
certainly as slightly more than half the population aren't nearly represented to the degree they should be in the executive suites where the decisions are made. Again, that's a male-dominated realm. Well, Darnell, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people get a hold of the report themselves? Yes. So, of course, you can always Google it. You can Google my name, um, UCLA Hollywood Diversity Report 2021, or you can go to our website. Um, just Google Social Sciences UCLA Hollywood Diversity Report, um, and um, the, um, the whole series will, will pop up. You'll get the most current report as well as the last um, seven reports in the series. Thanks so much again, Darnell. Great talking to you. My guest has been Darnell Hunt, Dean of the Division of Social Sciences at UCLA and Professor of Sociology and African American Studies. He's the co-author with Dr. Anna Christina Ramon of the 2021 Hollywood Diversity Report, subtitled Pandemic in Progress. This is part two, focusing on television. Part one on film came out in April. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at are you with Sonali?